When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Fabrizio Romano. I am a football journalist. And here we go. Transfer window is really, I say, a crazy word. It's like a jungle because everything can happen every minute, every day. It's like playing football, in my opinion, because when you get news about transfer market, I feel like scoring a goal, I always say, in an important match, in a Champions League match. And you always have to stay concentrated. You always have to stay in contact with the right people. I live with my phone. I, I always say, like my friends, every day, everything can happen. So I start with, with agents, I then have contracts also with sport directors, it can be also with the player. In this football today, more than five years ago or seven years ago, now agents are so important in transfer markets. Also the players can help you, but the players uh, many times are the last to know what will happen really. It's not easy to say what are my sources, but because it changes every time with every, with every transfer. During the transfer market, I sleep like five or six hours uh, from five until 10. Then I get up and I wake up and I start to be <laughs> with my phone all over the day. Uh, I start making calls with, as I told you, with agents, with directors. I work in Milano. Here we have the center of the transfer market here in Milano. I love the city and I love the adrenaline of the city because everything can happen here. And yes, I immediately started to go around Milano. Not in the summer because we you know, have the virus, so the situation is complicated also. Here in Italy and also in other countries, they meet in the restaurants, they meet in the hotels. So we try to find them. It's like Pokemon. I say because you have to find them. Sometimes uh, you can stay like one day, like spending nine hours, ten hours, and you don't find anything. And then in two minutes, you can get Minoraiola with Paul Pogba. Finding Minoraiola is like wow because he's the king. It's totally changed, in my opinion. It's totally changed about the timing. More than money, because uh, the timing of the money and the move on the money between the top clubs is totally different. Uh, i give you an example about Manchester United too. I am sure, totally sure, that without the virus, now we were speaking about Paul Pogba to Juventus this summer, because they were ready to make an important bid, 100 million euro. Then they had the virus, 
they lost money. Uh, something has changed in Manchester United. They were back to win games. They were back to the Champions League. And now the deal is totally off. The virus needs to tell you, okay, you have to wait. You have to find the right money. You have to find also players to sell. Uh, you have a, a balance to sign players now. It's not like before. I remember 10 years ago, nine years ago, it was like one week to complete an agreement. You were going to see the rumor about the top club and seven days later, you had the player with, with the new club. Now you need like one month or two months also because the intermediary have an important part and they have to be paid with important, important commissions. So I remember to make you an example, last summer with Delict, with, uh, with Juventus, they had the agreement closed with the club, with IX, and they need one month to find an agreement with Rayola. He had the percentage on the players, on the sale of the players. For example, he has it on Holland and he has it also on the league. He has a percent for himself. It's a drama, but it's about dreams. And when you have dreams as the focus, and dreams are not for top clubs or for middle table clubs or for second division clubs. Dreams are for every fan in football. So also if you have a news about the small team, <clears throat> it can be a dream for a fan and for many fans. Always we will have the drama, we will have people connected on the social media to find news on the websites, on the papers, on the TV. Always the transfer market will be the center of the show. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well. We are back for a very special transfer show, midway January transfer window. Delighted to have alongside me, Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Ricky. And yeah, really looking forward to this show today. I think we've got a very, very special guest on. So we're, we're definitely looking forward to this one. We are indeed. We're absolutely delighted to once again be joined by the wonderful, the brilliant Fabrizio Romano joins us. Fabrizio, how are you? How's your family during this difficult time? Hello, guys. How are you? I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for the invitation again. Always a pleasure with you and ready to start. Very good. Very good. Always a pleasure to have you here, Fabrizio. Well, Tottenham, as you know, it's been a crazy chaotic 12 to 18 months so far under Jose Mourinho. So much has happened. We label it a bit of a crazy train. We don't know where this story is going to end, what the soap opera is going to lead us to. But the first question I want to ask you is that we had you on during the summer. We knew that Spurs ended up doing a lot of transfer business. Do you think that Jose Mourinho overall was happy with Spurs' summer business? I think yes. I would say yes, just because obviously um, you had the big deal with Gareth Bale. You had the interesting deal with, with what happened with, with Aguillon. So it wasn't easy in the summer to make transfers, to make big moves, as we know, just because of the pandemic and everything that happened in football. So also Jose Mourinho knows that in this tra transfer market, it's really difficult to go. So also for top clubs, look at what's going on with Real Madrid. They are not signing anyone. Top clubs also here in Italy, look at Inter and many other clubs. So it's really complicated. So I think, yes, he's happy. I know also right now in this moment around the atmosphere, around the club, around the, the project of Tottenham also for the future, he's so happy. So at the moment I feel around, around the club a positive atmosphere and this is so good I hope also because you know when you have a manager like Mourinho to be with a good atmosphere is so important so in my opinion he's happy what I'm told is that he's happy so I think he's good for Tottenham. So obviously we're in the January transfer window right now so it'll be kind of get interesting to get your take on what Spurs' priorities uh, this month of course will it be on outgoings uh, or, or potentially incomings what will kind of be Spurs' priority this month? 
um, for every club to sell players is always so important. So I think the key for the transfer window for, for Tottenham will be to understand what's going on with Dele Alli. Because at the moment, the situation is really complicated just because the player is pushing, he wants to play, but Tottenham have to decide if they want to sell Dele Alli alone, I'm talking about loan and not selling on a permanent deal, or not, and what kind of bid they will receive, what kind of bid will be for a possible loan, so if with buy option, if without buy option. So it's never easy in January to do this kind of business. And if the rally will leave, we will understand what will be the idea of, of Tottenham. So at the moment, for Tottenham, as for many other clubs, it, the most important thing is selling players and loan of players. But with Dele Alli, it's something special because you know better than me, he's a special player. We are talking about the top talent. It's a difficult moment and it happens in football that you have amazing players that are not playing. So look at Ericsson with Inter, for example. So it's part of football, it's part of career of players. But to understand what's going on in, with Dele Alli, I think in the coming seven or eight days, we will understand also what Tottenham are going to do because at the moment they are just depending on Dele Alli. Can I ask you, Fab, just on Dele Alli, as you understand it for the moment, you know, there's a lot of reports out there in England that Spurs chairman Daniel Levy is reluctant to allow Delhi to leave the club because of the concern of maybe an outbreak of COVID-19 at the club and Spurs' lack of depth in midfield. Is that where we stand at the moment? Are Spurs hesitant to allow Delhi Ali to depart the club? At the moment, there is nothing accorded between the agents of Dele Alli and Tottenham to make him leave. So it's not easy in this moment to convince Daniel Levy and Tottenham board to let him leave. So that's why I say we have like 15 days. Uh, we are in January with a lot of clubs with no money. So in this moment, it's really difficult to go out on loan from Tottenham because as I told you, and you know better than me, that we're talking about the club with a strong power when they go for negotiation. I think Daniel Levy are talking with people in football. They always say that with Daniel Levy is so difficult to have a negotiation and this is so good for Tottenham so I think it's really difficult also for Dele Alli but he's pushing just because Dele wants to play I, th I think he deserves to play also because it's a complicated situation and many clubs are interested but also Tottenham have their reason when they say okay uh, let's do it but with good conditions we don't want to give Dele Alli for nothing so obviously it won't be easy but we have to understand also what's going on with Paris Saint-Germain you know because we have a lot of links with the situation of Pochettino obviously with Dele and they have an amazing relationship. Uh, he loves Dele Alli more than Eriksen and told. So if he has to, to, to choose, he would go for Dele Alli and not for Christian Eriksen. But at the moment, uh, there is not an official bid yet made to, to Tottenham. So also Tottenham are waiting to understand what Paris Saint-Germain are going to do. I think in this market, you know, this is in general also for Tottenham, but in general, arriving at the last week, last 10 days will be important because now many clubs are saying, okay, we only want money and no normal loan deal. But if you arrive to the last week, many times, to also for the salary and many other things, they can say, okay, let's do a loan deal. So that's what Paris Saint-Germain and many other clubs can hope for Dele Alli. But at the moment, Tottenham are still, still on the same position. So it's not easy. Mm. Now, another story I know you've covered very heavily uh, recently is the contract to Xiongmin Son. Um, I think there's been lots of reports that maybe it's quite close. So what, what's kind of your understanding of uh, Xiongmin Son's new contract? Is that something that's close? Yes, yes, it's close. It's not done yet. Until you sign the contract, you can say it's done, but it's really close. Yes, just because he changed his agency. He's working now with CAA base that's really close to Tottenham. They have amazing relationship with Tottenham board. So it was like 
moving to to get close to Tottenham also for the future, you know. And it was so appreciated by the Tottenham board. Obviously, Tottenham board and Jose Mourinho are so happy with him. We are talking about the top player. And also, Son is so happy with Tottenham atmosphere, with the manager, with the board, with the project for the future. So at the moment, negotiations are going so well. It's not signed also because, you know, with the lockdown, it's also complicated like to meet, to sort the last details. So it's just a matter of time and Tottenham hope to complete everything. There is still something to decide, like if doing with five years contract or six year contract, uh, something about the salary, you know, if we win something like the Premier League or the Champions League in the coming five years, they have to decide also about the money for, for, for this kind of situation. But for sure, the situation is going so well, the, the renewal is going so well. So Son wants to stay, Tottenham want to keep Son. And the other clubs, you know, I always see a lot of rumors about him also in Spain, like Real Madrid, Barcelona. If this kind of clubs want to buy Son from Tottenham, they have to spend like 150 million euros or something like this. I'm saying just because I am not the president of the owner of Tottenham, but I imagine it would be like 150, 160 million euros. And in this moment, also for this kind of top clubs like Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid, it's impossible to spend this kind of money. So that's why Tottenham are really relaxed and they hope to, to sign the contract of some in the coming weeks. Sticking on contracts, Fab. It leads me nicely to Harry Kane. There's been recent talk over in the UK that Spurs have put on hold talks with Harry Kane over a new contract, as well as him in Son. Um, you said previously that you know the likes of Real Madrid, Juve, these clubs have tried to sign Kane in the past, but summer by summer, he ends up staying at the football club. You reassured us, I think, back in November that Kane again is ready to stay this coming summer. Can you tell us how close Harry Kane is to committing his long-term future to the club? I think it will be like the next step after Son. They can also open negotiation with Harry Kane to, to understand the situation of his contract. So I have to say that Tottenham are really relaxed and quiet on the situation of Harry Kane. They have no fear of losing Harry Kane next summer because, as I told you, for Son, it's the same for Harry Kane. So spending more than 100 million euro to sign Harry Kane is really difficult for a lot of clubs. So that's why Tottenham are really quite they know that the player is happy with Jose Mourinho with the situation at the club back with fighting with top titles so for sure Harry is happy and at the moment there are no negotiation I'm told so they still need to get in touch after Son they will go for Harry Kane for sure he's in the list of the player that Tottenham wants also for the future of the club so for sure it will be something we will see I think this year the start of the, ne the negotiation between Harry Kane and Tottenham but they are really relaxed because you know when the player wants to stay when the club wants to keep him, they are in the same direction and renewing contract is not so complicated. It, the problem is when the players want to leave. But at the moment, I see a lot of rupor, uh, rumors, as you do, so from the Spain clubs and many others. But at the moment, there is nothing advanced or no official bid. Obviously, we are in January, so let's see next summer if Real Madrid will arrive with money. Who knows? But at the moment, there is absolutely nothing and the player is so happy with Tottenham. So if I would be a Tottenham fan, I would say, okay, Harry wants to stay and the club wants to keep him. At the moment, the situation is really good around the top players for Tottenham, you know, apart of the Leali situation, as we discussed. But for the others, they are really, really happy and quiet. Now, another contract situation that I know you've reported on in the past is Hugo Lloris. Um, I think you said that um, he kind of the leadership that Jose Mourinho really appreciated those qualities in him. Um, now, of course, with Maurizio Pochettino, former Spurs manager, now at PSG, Obviously, he has been linked there. So can you maybe give us an update on uh, Hugo Lloris's future at Spurs? Yes, I think now we have this kind of game on the press, like saying that every player that Pochettino had is ready to go to Paris Saint-Germain or any Argentinian player like Messi, Aguero. Every day, Paris Saint-Germain are buying like five players. So I think it's normal when you have a new manager, an amazing manager like Pochettino, you have links, it's normal, just because obviously working with your older former players is, is normal. But at the moment, there is nothing with Paris Saint-Germain. 
for Yoris. They are so happy with Keylor Navas. And in the plans of Paris Saint-Germain is to go for a young goalkeeper and not for an old one. So for the future, they want something different. And I think they are not working to sign to sign Yoris. At the moment, I have nothing uh, checked in where they say that they are ready to go for, for Yoris. So also in this situation, I think is in the agenda for Tottenham, like starting talks also for Yoris, just because, as I said, I mentioned in September, Jose is so happy with him. Uh, he's convinced that he can extend his contract for one or two years more than we will see when the negotiation will start. But Tottenham I made understand to, to the player and to his agent that they are happy with Hugo Lloris. They hope that he can stay to the club. So at the moment, the situation also for Lloris, as with Kane, as with Son, is really quiet for Tottenham. They are happy and they are convinced that in the coming weeks, in the coming months, they can negotiate also with Lloris. It's like step by step. So the first one will be Son and then will be the moment for Harry and also for Lloris. Then let's see. But at the moment for Paris Saint-Germain, there is absolutely nothing. Fab, sticking on contracts and potential buyback clauses brings me nicely to Sergio Regulon now. Obviously, we've enjoyed seeing Sergio so far in a Spurs shirt. It's been great to see him bomb forward, like I say, providing some real, real good assists for Tottenham. I just wonder if you can give us an update on where we are with Sergio Regulon in terms of any concerns about the future. We understand that Raul can buy the player back in either the summer of 2021 or 2022, which could lead Spurs to making a healthy profit of around 15 million. I know it is dependent on the player wanting to go back. What are you hearing? Is there any concern for Spurs that Regulon could end up back at Real Madrid? At the moment, there is nothing. I think it's a, it's a typical situation where we have to wait, just because, as you say, this, it, it depends by the player. It depends by Real Madrid, first of all, because they have to decide, OK, we want Reguillon and we want to spend this money. So at the moment, they are not planning for this. They're planning for something different. They are in talks to sign Alaba, for example. And you know that Alaba can play like in every position, in midfield, as centre-back, but also as left-back. So uh, we have to see also what they decide with David Alaba and if they sign David Alaba. But for sure, at the moment, there is nothing started with Real Madrid. So we have to wait till the, the summer to understand if Zidane will be the manager, because for sure having Zidane was the same manager that this summer said, OK, Sergio, you can go, won't be the best for the player. So if Zidane will stay, if Ramadan will change their position, we have to wait. At the moment, there is nothing. Sergio is so happy with his life at Tottenham. As you said, he's been an amazing player. In my opinion, he's a fantastic left back. I told you also this summer, I like this kind of player just because he's an offensive left back. He's a good guy, always positive. So also the atmosphere around the club for him is perfect, in my opinion, in this moment. Also with Jose, amazing relationship. So at the moment, he's really, really happy. He's not planning to leave the club. Obviously, if Real Madrid will arrive in June with the money and saying, Sergio, you want, we want you back here. Probably he's going to discuss with his agent and decide, but at the moment there is absolutely nothing. So I would say to Tottenham fans, okay, don't worry, just enjoy the player because he's amazing. He's happy with Tottenham, you know, he's not desperate to leave the club. He's not saying, okay, I'm just waiting for Real Madrid to call me and to leave the club. Absolutely not. He's happy with Tottenham. He's not thinking I'm coming back to Real Madrid next summer or the other one. He's just thinking on Tottenham projects and on Tottenham future. Then if Real Madrid will arrive, we will see if with the new manager or with Zidane, he will decide. Now, one player who has really kind of struggled this season, I know he's not had a lot of minutes. I think he's played just under 600 minutes for Spurs, so not a lot of game time. Uh, it's Gareth Bale. Um, do you kind of see him maybe making an impact on the second half of this season? And then kind of at the end of the season, what do you think might happen with Gareth Bale's uh, future? The future it depends absolutely by the second part of the season. This situation for Gareth Bale, as you said, is, is not the best one. So for sure he needs to show something different. Uh, Tottenham are expecting something different from, from him and the same from Jose, obviously. Uh, so it depends by him. If he will be back at Gareth Bale level, for sure Tottenham are intentioned to keep him because they also when they signed him on loan last, last summer, they immediately said also to people around the player, 
okay, you are here on loan, but we want you also for the future. So show us who is Gareth Bale again, and we will be happy to, to negotiate with Real Madrid to buy you. At the moment, as you say, the situation hasn't been so positive, also with injuries and with complicated situations. So uh, we have to wait to see the second part of the, of the season, and then Tottenham will decide. But I, feel, I think, yes, it's a big opportunity for Gareth Bale. I just hope that Gareth Bale understands that it is an amazing opportunity for him to show his loyalty for a club where he's loved by everyone, board, fans, the manager. So it's an enormous opportunity. And coming back to Real Madrid again after this experience with Tottenham would be a terrible step for him. Just, okay, again, to look at for another club, another loan. It's really complicated with his wages, with his salary. It's really complicated in this moment with the impact of the virus to go to another club. So is the biggest opportunity he can have in this moment. And I hope and I think Arbel can go back at this level and showing his skills. So I would say yes. Fantastic. Now, Fabrizio, this is where the part all listeners absolutely love to hear about potential incomings, uh, the excitement when they see you tweet about here we go and players coming in. So <laughs> this is one of the first that we're going to bring to your attention to kind of give us a verdict on. Now, you have previously confirmed, I think even earlier today, you discussed about uh, Marcel Sabitzer being a potential target for Tottenham amongst many other clubs. Can you tell us what the situation is as far as you understand it and whether you could see this transfer happening in the summer and his contract situation? Yes, because just for, first of all, Leipzig don't want to let him go in January. I also saw some rumours like in November, in December, talking about Tottenham ready to sign him in January. But at the moment, Leipzig don't want to sell him. It's the same situation of Pamecano. So they want to keep their best players and then selling them during the summer. So at the moment... There is nothing with Tottenham uh, for January, but for next summer, for sure, Tottenham are interested. They have been many times in the stadium with their scout looking at the player. For sure, Jose Mourinho appreciates these kind of players, you know, quality players, but also with a good mentality, running for the team, also fighting. So it's quality, yes, but always part of the squad, part of the team, and not just quality player. Like, okay, for the rest of the time, he's not thinking to the squad. He's really appreciated by the club, but... I say there is no only Tottenham interested in Marcel Sabitzer. So many other clubs are scouting him, are looking at him. They're ready to try if the race will be next summer, Leipzig will decide. But for sure, many clubs are interested in the Premier League and not only in the Premier League because it's perfect also to play like, for example, in France or always in the Bundesliga, staying in the Bundesliga. So everything is open for Sabitzer. Tottenham have his name in their list. Then next summer they will decide, okay, we want this kind of player. You know, like in March, in April, the clubs, top clubs like Tottenham decide for the targets from this, the following summer. And for sure in March and April, we understand, okay, we like Sabitzer, this is sure. But if they're going to spend money like 30 or 40 or 50 million euros, Leipzig will decide for, for Marcel Sabitzer. Now, just bringing it on to a former player of ours, Christian Eriksen, I think Inter Milan have kind of made it clear that they kind of want to get rid of uh, Eriksen this, this month. Is there any possibility that he might come back to Spurs? Is that a possibility that could happen this month? You know, Tottenham and Inter were never in direct contact this month to talk about Ericsson, but some intermediary was working to try for this opportunity just because he knew that Jose Mourinho was open to have Christian Ericsson back at Tottenham. So he said, OK, if we have the opportunity of signing Christian Ericsson on loan for six months, why not? We can try again with him. So... Uh, that's it was between intermediaries, eh? not between the two clubs directly. So that's why at the moment Tottenham and Inter are denying, just because there is nothing official on. And the main problem is the salary of Christian Eriksen. Imagine that when Christian Eriksen one year ago joined Inter, his salary was like the double. <laughs> so on, on another planet. So now he's earning like 8 million euro after taxes per season. So that's why for Tottenham it's so complicated in this moment to go for Christian Eriksen. But, you know, in the last week of transfers, 
I say for this kind of players, as we mentioned, Dele Alli is a similar situation for Ericsson. Good player, quality player, but not playing. So in difficult situation with the manager. So in the last week, the situation can also change just if the player is desperate to leave and like saying to the manager, okay, want to go. And this kind of situation can change also the position, the position of the clubs. So I would say with intermediary working between Inter and Tottenham, and many times they were doing amazing work. For example, for Ericsson one year ago, this summer for Oskriniar, and we'll talk, we're going to talk about it, but... They have also good relationship with the two clubs. So till the last week, I would keep an eye on Christian Eriksen for Tottenham, but also for many other clubs, just because I know there is people still working for Christian Eriksen to leave Inter. Then we will see if Tottenham will say, okay, we are ready to pay his, his salary or not. At the moment, the situation is absolutely quiet with Tottenham, but someone is still working to make Christian Eriksen leave Inter in January. Can I ask you, Fab, just very quickly, just on Eriksen, before we do talk about Milan Squiniar, with the intermediary there, does that mean there's still an interest from Ericsson to potentially rejoin Tottenham? Is he open oh, to yes. that idea? Yes, he's open. Yes, 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 he's open. He would be open. He would be happy to be back at Tottenham. Also, last summer, he had some opportunity. You know, it was the same situation. It was like July with some intermediary and not directly between the two clubs. But Christian Eriksson was open to come back to Tottenham. Then it's not up to him. It's up to the clubs. But he was open, yes. OK, thanks for confirming that. Appreciate that. Right, you mentioned him a second ago. Milan Skriniar. Now, when we had you on last summer, this was the <laughs> headline, I feel, act when we had you on. Will he, will he come to Tottenham? Is he going to stay at Inter Milan? He ended up staying at Inter Milan. Can you tell us just how close Spurs came to his signature and just how far away are they now to trying to lure this player if that even is a remote possibility during this January transfer window? At the moment, I would say never say never in football when the window is open, but it's I see really difficult just because, you know, Inter are in a complicated economical situation, so they can't lose any player because they can't sign anyone in January. So what they are doing is, okay, we have to keep Milan Skriniar. If you don't go with an enormous bid, they're going to keep Milan Skriniar. And I would say that it's really difficult because last summer he was in a complicated situation with Conte. You know, he was not playing also in the Europa League, Inter arrived to the final, but he was not a starter. They had Diego Godin playing with with De Vrij and Bastoni in the defense of Inter. Now it's totally different because Godin left Inter, so they have Skriniar as a starter. They always play with Skriniar, De Vrij and Bastoni. Conte can't lose in this moment Milan Skriniar, so I think it's really, really difficult for January. Next summer we will see, but for, for January it's really difficult. And last summer he was really, really close to Tottenham. I won't say one step away, but close. It was like the bid from Tottenham was around 35 million euro with add-ons. Inter were asking 50 million euro. So, you know, with add-ons, they can arrive also to 40 million euro from Tottenham's side. It was like the difference was around 10 million euro between Tottenham and Inter. Then Tottenham decided to not sign any player in this position until the, the last days of the weeks and you know, all of the window, you know. But... For sure, they were really, really close. And the player was open to join Tottenham. Eh? He was happy to try the, the opportunity in the Premier League and everything. He was also close to Manchester City like two years ago with Guardiola asking for him. So for sure, he's an amazing centre-back in my opinion. And I think Premier League is in his future because he's perfect for the Premier League. We will see next summer if Tottenham will, will go for a top centre-back. For sure, Skriniar can be back on the radar because he's appreciated by Mourinho so much. It'd be just interesting to get your take maybe on whether Spurs might go for one this month. I know Jose Mourinho has kind of suggested that we might look to reinforce the defence uh, this month. Of course, we've you know yes we've conceded we've conceded a lot less goals this uh, this season, but we are still having issues in terms of defending set pieces. So is that something Spurs are maybe looking to add? And um, I know one name that has been mentioned is Ede Militao from Real Madrid. He's not getting a lot of game time. So is that a player that might arrive at Spurs this this month? 
Oh, he's appreciated too. He's one of the players that Tottenham appreciate. But at the moment, I'm told that there is nothing advanced just because Real Madrid have not decided yet if letting him go on loan or not. So I see many rumors about it, but I'm told that Real Madrid have not decided yet. They are still deciding with Zidane, also because they had many injuries this year. So, you know, also letting go players could be a problem for a club like Real Madrid. They are in the Champions League and fighting for La Liga and everything. So it won't be so easy to let him go. But at the moment, it's still an open situation about Tottenham and for the centre-back. I think the key word is opportunities. So if some opportunity will arrive in the coming weeks, and, and as I told you, till the last week, many situations can change. Like, look at Militao. At the moment, is as I told you, quiet, but it's possible in the last week, Real Madrid can say, okay, you can go on loan and Tottenham would be ready to try. But at the moment, the, the word will be opportunity. It's the same for Liverpool, you know, just because these clubs in this moment in January can't spend like 60 million euros for a centre-back. It's absolutely impossible. So forget about these kind of names, Skriniar, Upamecano. It's not possible. But if some opportunity will arrive, like loan deal with buy option or good opportunities, for sure Tottenham as Liverpool will be ready to try. So we have to keep an eye on Tottenham till the last week of transfer window because they would be ready, but they are not sure they are sending a centre-back. So it depends by the market. But I think we have to respect the clubs in this moment for this position because, you know, with, with the pandemic, it's terrible. They can't plan anything for the transfer market, also for next summer, just because they don't know about the stadium, merchandising and everything. They are losing a lot of money, but they are still paying the salary to the players. Yeah. So they are only losing money. And it's really complicated. Talking with people in the club, they're saying, imagine it's not easy to go on the transfer window in this moment. And this is why Dele Alli, for example, they are still waiting because they want to be 100% sure about what they are going to do. It is tricky, isn't it? Very, very tricky. Okay, um, another centre-back that's been linked. This one, I can't personally see it, but I'll be interested to get your take on it. Sergio Ramos. Now, um, on what I can imagine to be quite a huge salary at Real Madrid, I can see Fabrizio, you're, you're smirking there. I mean, what, what do you think? Is there any chance that Sergio Ramos ends up being a Tottenham player? I hope for you, just because it would be amazing <laughs> to see Sergio and Tottenham, but at the be. moment there is nothing. I, I, I like to, to say what I'm told, and what I'm told is that there is nothing with Tottenham at the moment. Obviously, I understand the, the dream after the words of Sergio Guillaume, obviously it's normal, but at the moment, priority for Sergio Ramos is staying in Real Madrid, so he's still negotiating with Real Madrid. He hopes to find a good proposal from Real Madrid with two years of contract. They are offering one year of contract. He wants two. He wants 14 million euros per season after taxes. So imagine it's a complicated salary for Tottenham. So that's why I say it's really difficult, but also for other English clubs. At the moment, no one is moving around Sergio Ramos, a part of Paris Saint-Germain, just because they would be ready to try if Sergio will leave Real Madrid. But the situation with Real Madrid is still on. So I, I think it's really difficult for Tottenham. But with free agents, remember, the situation can change. After 24 hours, the club can arrive and make a bid to the player and you can sign the player. So with free agents, keep an eye till the last minute, till they sign the contract. Now, one story that did break, I think, a, couple, a week ago or so from, uh, I think it was David Ornstein at The Athletic kind of ran the story and it was regarding the Stuttgart winger, uh, Nicolas Gonzalez, and he kind of a 22-year-old uh, winger, as I said. Um, there was kind of reports that we'd held preliminary talks. Is there any understanding from you that maybe that's a guy we're looking at? Oh, first of all, I would say I can never say false to anything about anything that David Orson is saying because, in my opinion, he's the best in the world. So, first of all, this is my, my idea. And yes, 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 it's true. I was talking about with the people around the player because he was so close to join Italian clubs. You know, in like two years ago, Inter were really close to sign him. Then he joined Stuttgart because he wanted to be a starter, to have his place. And he's an amazing talent. And yes, Tottenham are scouting him. I'm told that this agent is speaking with many clubs, you know, so it's nothing advanced or serious yet, just because because 
uh, it's typical by South American agents. You know, they talk with many clubs, they try with many clubs to have uh, good opportunities to find something new for the summer. They move months before the, the, the window. So it's typical for, for South American players, but for sure he's appreciated. So yes, Tottenham are among the many clubs interested in this guy. I mentioned Inter two years ago, but also now they are scouting the player and the same for Juventus and the same for many Spanish clubs looking at this guy because, you know, he's Argentinian. So it's normal that also Spanish clubs are scouting him like Atletico Madrid and many others. So for sure, many clubs are interested in Tottenham are scouting him. Nothing advanced, but he's appreciated. Yes. OK, Fabrizio, we're going to finish up with just some quick fire questions, if you don't mind. I've had a load of listener questions in. These are the names that didn't make the shortlist, but we're going to quickly rattle them off, if you don't mind. I know we've got a couple of minutes to go. Um, James Baker says, any update in our interest for Leon Bailey would be a great fit in our team. Leon Bailey, have you heard anything there at all about Tottenham? Anything advanced? No, at the moment, no. Yes, and for sure it's one of the players they are scouting like, OK, wingers, fast players, skillful player, but nothing advanced at the moment. OK, Stuart M says, do you think Spurs are likely to buy... Carlos Vinicius permanently as things currently stand? No, at the moment, no. Nothing else in, also in this case, I would say no. Okay. Um, Kim Min Jae, this has been one that's kind of broken over the last 24 hours, potentially linked, being linked to Tottenham. I know he was linked last summer. Uh, South Korean centre back, Humin Son, knows him very, very well. Have you heard anything there at all, Fabrizio? I'm working on it. That's my answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't this, know yet. This man never stops working, never stops working. <laughs> um, Lucas at THFC Lucas says Lucas Mora, any chance of him being sold at all? Have you heard anything about Lucas Mora not getting regular game time this season at Tottenham? I think in general it's difficult. Next summer, probably anything can change, also because many clubs are interested in him. And in my opinion, he's a good player, also for many top clubs, but at the moment there is nothing advanced. OK, and final couple. Peter Perrin says, Eric Lamella, still a Spurs player. Is he on his way out anytime soon? Difficult, difficult. I, I, I'm told that he would love to come back to Italy, where he was with Roma, but at the moment there is no Italian club looking for a winger. So I think next summer he will leave Tottenham. OK, and then just three names that have been thrown at us here from Loris Skubak, who says... Abacano, Donnarumma, Zanilo. Anything on those three at all? Is there any way those guys have been linked to Tottenham at all? I've not seen anything. Have you? No, I think Donnarumma will stay at AC Milan. He's negotiated to extend his contract. Okay. Well, I mean, Jay, have you got anything else to add at all for Fabrizio at all? No, I thought it was really interesting, some of the bits. I think it was uh, on the Squinyard story. It didn't sound at all like Daniel Levy um, being <laughs> short, just sort of the asking price. But um, no, I thought it was really interesting listening to Fabrizio uh, kind of... Thank you. Uh, the Tottenham news. Fabrizio, one last thing to ask you. If I had to ask you to hold or hang your hat on it, is there any way Spurs <laughs> get one player in this window? What do you think if you had to, as a, as a gambling man, what do you think? Not that you are a gambling man, of course. No, any chance? Uh, um, yeah, I would say they can they can sign a player, but it depends by Dele Alli, really. It's related to Dele Alli. So it's I think the key will be Dele Alli. But I would say the Tottenham fans, pay attention because in the coming days, they will decide for Dele Alli. I think in seven, eight days, we will have the situation clear. Yes. Fantastic. Fabrizio, always a pleasure to have you on the last one on Spurs. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. As always, a big pleasure for me and good luck. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.